Well, good morning, everybody. Pastor Steve here, and I'm really glad you've joined me for today's devotion. We are uh, reading the first chapter of the book of 1 John. So if you haven't opened your Bible yet, go ahead and do that. And I want to remind everyone that uh, December 24 this year, Christmas Eve, is actually a Sunday. Traditionally, we have Christmas Eve services at 3 and 5 in the afternoon, um, but we're not going to do that this year. We will next year in 2024, but this year we're going to do Christmas Eve services in the morning. So that Sunday morning, December 24, we will have two Christmas Eve services at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. No life groups. Those services that Sunday morning will be just like our traditional Sunday or our traditional evening Christmas Eve services. Candlelight, uh, the Christmas carols, what we normally do at Christmas Eve services, we will do this year on Christmas Eve, but at nine o'clock in the morning and 11 o'clock in the morning. And then the following year, Christmas will be on Wednesday. So Christmas Eve will be on Tuesday. We will go back to our evening Christmas Eve services. But this year, because I can't ask our musicians and technicians and everybody to come out from 7 o'clock till 12 that morning, then come back from 2 o'clock till 6 o'clock that evening, their whole Christmas Eve day and evening would be tied up here at church. And it's not fair to ask that of them. So we're going to have Christmas Eve services in the morning, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., no life groups for this year only because Christmas is on Monday and Christmas Eve is on Sunday. I know you understand that. All right, 1 John chapter 1. Um, just I want to point out something before I share with you my devotional thought. In the opening uh, five verses, uh, John, who wrote this, and, re- and remember, John, the author of this book, was one of Jesus' 12 disciples. And, 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 and he repeats multiple times the, the plurality, we, our, us. And, and he says, we, uh, referring to himself and the other disciples. He said, what he's written here is what we saw, what we heard, what we touched, what we experienced. Firsthand account. So this is not something that he sat down and made up. He is sharing with us in this book what he heard from Jesus, what he, what they, all of them heard, saw, experienced, what they touched, what they knew firsthand. In fact, he uses the word we in these five verses eight times, uses the word our in these first five verses three times, and uses the word us in these five verses two times. So 13 times in these five verses, he makes the point that there were a plurality of witnesses to Jesus and what he said and what he did. So just wanted to point that out. Now, devotionally, what spoke to me was the last phrase of verse 7. So look at verse 7 with me. He says, if we walk in the light, referring to Jesus, As he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And here's the part that really spoke to me this time. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The blood of Jesus, his son, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. And and John's gospel, the same John who writes 1 John, wrote the gospel of John in chapter 1, verse 29 of his gospel uh, he, he records John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world in reference to Jesus Christ. Jesus, who cleanses us 
from all sin. And I thought of that old hymn written back in the, in the late 1800s, What Can Wash Away My Sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This month, as we celebrate Christmas, we will see nativity scenes everywhere, outside of homes and churches. Uh, people will have small nativity sets in their house. We, we will do that. We have a, one that's lit up that will be in our front yard this month. Um, but it's interesting to me, and I, th I think it's worth remembering, as, as we look at the nativity sets and we think about the infant Jesus, the baby Jesus, that he was born to die, shed his blood on the cross so that our sins could be cleansed, could be forgiven. There was... There was no other reason for Jesus to die on the cross except to make atonement for our sins so we could be cleansed and forgiven. And the image of cleansing, I love that image. You ever, you ever uh, had a favorite article of clothing, get a stain on it, and when you couldn't get the stain out, how just disappointed you were, but when the stain came out, how glad you were? I keep stain sticks, you know, at the office, at the house, in my car. So if I get a stain on a shirt or something, I can clean it. And, 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 and many times it will come out. And I'm always glad when it does. And when it doesn't come out and, you know, Steve, you know, cleansing. Uh, all of us know people who, who live frustrated because they're living with the consequences of their sinful choices, with the guilt of their sin, the conviction that comes from their sin. Um, people who are living stained lives, there are, there are things in their life that are a direct result of poor choices of what the Bible would call sinful choices they've made in their past. And they can't seem to move beyond it. You know, the good, the good news of Christmas is that this Jesus can remove those stains from their lives. And, and they can know the joy of the stain coming out, just like we are excited when a stain comes out of a shirt. Or they can fight Jesus. They can, they, they can keep doing what they're doing and keep living with the stain. And, not, and, and, and fail to realize that the more they fight them, all they do is prolong their own frustration. But it's through the cleansing blood of Jesus, the forgiveness and the healing. Like, you know, the hymn, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. But notice the second phrase in that first stanza. What can make me whole again? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's true for me, it's true for you. And it's true for your friends and your relatives and your neighbors. And, and, and I urge you to pray for them this month and to love on them this month and to bring, bring them with you to worship this month. Bring them with you to one of our Christmas Eve services on, on Sunday, December 24 at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m., candlelight Christmas Eve services. Because the blood of Jesus, this, this infant born to die, his blood, can get rid of that stain and give them a new life.
a new life. Please, I'm begging you, while you celebrate your family, and you celebrate all your traditions and all your parties this month, please spend as much energy praying for people who are living stained lives. Spend as much energy doing what you can to love them and serve them. Spend as much energy as you can inviting them to Christmas Eve services and to Sunday worship services. Because we love to say Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, why was Jesus born? Because people have stains in their lives that he wants to remove. People are unhealthy. He wants to make them whole. And that's the real reason for the season. God bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow as we look at chapter 2.